The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We have the amazing Paul Michael Bolan on with us this week. I know you all are loving him. I got some complaints last week that I couldn't let him get a word in edgewise, but I'm glad everyone liked the show. Um, we were talking about the human stress response, and we will definitely have Dr. Mary Wingo on again. We've also invited her, or I've invited her, onto a new show that we're going to be doing called... Moxie 5, and she's going to be involved with that. We have two of the ladies today from Moxie 5 on. I'm going to intro them to you, and we're going to talk a whole bunch about creating a new Hollywood platform. But first, I want to do a couple of things. Paul, have you heard about what's going on with Dr. Phil? No, I have not. Um, So not a lot of people are willing to take on the big uh, companies. Take on. Let's check my cat, please. Sorry, I'm I'm talking to my assistant in the background. My cat's choking. Um aren't really good about taking on the Inquirer or any of those magazines. Well, they've they've put on false reports about Dr. Phil for years, the same as they do for everyone. And a lot of people couldn't fight back because some of the shows would be, uh, some of the articles would have some truth to them. Well, Dr. Phil lost his shit when they put up a report saying that he abused his wife and cheated on his wife. And he's actually now going to court with them. They tried to settle it out of court. And his response is, I'm not taking you to court because I need the money. I want you to stop this. Not just with me, but with everyone. And he was one of the only people that were, you know, uh, squeaky clean enough to really, really take these people on. So um, I find that really interesting. And I'm going to jump back on that. And I want to get Midori's ideas on that. And I want to get Sarah's ideas on that as well as yours. But I'd really kind of like to focus on that a little bit on this show. And I'm going to ask the audience, what do you think about that? Do you think, um, do you think he's doing the right thing? And I, yeah, I couldn't be more behind that. Good for him. And he's got the money to do it too. Exactly. And it's, it's, I find that very interesting. Um, I'd like to welcome to the show, Sarah Moore. Now, Sarah, come on on. Hey! Hi! I'm going to bring Midori on in a sec, but intro yourself. Tell tell everyone who you are. I know you and I are going to be hosting a show called Moxie 5, which is about having a whole lot of moxie and kicking ass and taking names and all sorts of things. But tell everyone who you are. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for having me on again, Summer. We are on the journey of a lifetime with Moxie number 5. I'm so excited about it. Um, but yeah, my name is Sarah Moore. I would like to give a huge shout out to all of my Hoosiers out there from Indiana. 
born in Indiana, raised in Ohio, so I'm part Hoosier and part Buckeye. Um, but I have, I, I don't know if I was born with Moxie or what it was inside of me, but I had this crazy ambition at 26 years old to start uh, a digital marketing agency, which is now one of the largest ones in Ohio. And I have crazy exponential growth in my company. And the people that are working for me are experiencing just um, abundance and growth in their own life too. And it just seems like we're surrounded by um, just light and great things are happening. And everybody that's been hanging out with me and joining me on social media, I tried to tell them I was on your show here today. So if any of my friends are out there listening to me right now, I just want to say hi, comment on my stuff and let me know you're here listening. Well, hi to everybody that's following Sarah. I like that. Um, (laughs) Now, I'm going to bring on Midori. You guys have a great dynamic, um, but I really want to focus on you while you're on the show. So, I'm going to have Midori come on and talk about you. The, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to Midori Verde. We are going to talk a little about Sarah. Pardon? Verity. I can't pronounce it. Alexis is always yelling at me in the background saying anything Spanish I say wrong. <laughs> Midori, is it Spanish? How am I saying this wrong? Please help me. <laughs> No, it's actually, it's um, English. So, Verity, I believe is how you pronounce it, but I'll answer to whatever. It's all good. It's all good. English names I usually get right. Now I'm just embarrassed. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Um, I don't look English. Uh, That's that's very, very true. You, You have a really exotic look to you. I had a gentleman... Um, jump on and had been looking at some of the promos and some of the things that we'd been doing and I was showing him some of your pictures and he called you, uh, what did he say? He said, I just want to put Jasmine in her hair. She looks exotic. I said, fabulous. When we talk, he's a, he's a friend of mine in this show. I said, fabulous. When you talk to her, try not to sound like a pervert. And for people in Hollywood, you can ask Paul. It's very, very difficult, especially for the older guys and the bigwigs, not to sound like perverts. So we'll see how that goes. Make it more fun. So I'm, I'm sorry, in the background, I've got 50 things going on. That's one of the benefits of this show. I can do it from anywhere, but I've always got 30 things going on. One of the things that's going on today, and I'm going to tell you, ladies, um, I support a charity. It's called the Diamond in the Raw Foundation, and it helps foster kids get through college and things like that and helps them get jobs uh, in the film business for people that want to be in the film business. And last year, I was their keynote speaker. I spoke to the board of directors this year. Um, and the a, a woman named the the Miss Lafay, the woman that puts this on, is just incredible. And she's put this um, seminar on for years now, and does it every year. It focuses on stunt women and things like that, um, and unique women in Hollywood. And she's put this together while her mum, you know, her mum's in a. Um, a rehab facility and she's got all of this going on and she still put it together. So I've kind of got this going on in the background where I'm, I'm trying to help her out and I'll keep you guys updated as that goes on. But what had happened was they had brought on a uh, film expert who didn't really have the contacts they needed for the films that they put on. Um, and unfortunately that was, uh, she, she oversold herself so all day we've been playing rescue on this. And that's a really important thing in life and in the industry. Don't oversell yourself and don't bullshit in the film industry because we find out and then you're screwed. So I'm going to say let's talk about Sarah for now. Mm-hmm. We're going to jump okay. over there and I'd love your opinions on Dr. Phil. I know I'm being a little schizophrenic right now. But um, I really want to talk about Sarah because I think 
social media is the most important form of advertising and marketing around today, period. We know that in the film industry, um, and I'm sure Sarah knows that given her industry. Sarah, if you could give any advice to people who are trying to get a business off the ground, trying to get themselves a little better known, trying to get their life together, trying to, to get something out there, what would you say? Well, uh, first of all, social media is a free platform, right? You can share your message, tell your story to a crowd. You used to have a state, have to have a stage, you used to have a micro, have to have a microphone. But in today's day and age, you've got platforms where the whole world can see and hear your story, and um, people relate to people that tell a story, and it doesn't cost you anything to go on and engage and build relationships. So if you want to really take your business to another level or any kind of venture that you might have in mind, focus on building relationships with people and share your story. Because when you share your story, people begin to relate to you. And there's a bond. Um, I was recently at a conference with Pat Flynn. He gave a keynote, and he talks about how... Pat Flynn has a podcast. Um, it is called... Um, Oh, don't, don't worry about it. We don't need to give out free advertising. We want people watching our okay. stuff. <laughs> he, he's got a really successful podcast. And um, he talks about how he relates to um, Legos. He loves Legos. And he talks about Star Wars and his obsession with Star Wars. And his followers will take pictures and tweet him and be like, hey, look, I'm at Target. And I saw this Star Wars doll. And it looks just like you, Pat, right? And his followers have this way of, like, feeling so connected to him through these minor details. And he did something that I thought was very brilliant. At the very beginning of his podcast, he decided to have his person that introduces him say a random fact about himself. So every day that he has a podcast, there's a random fact about him that goes on. And it's honestly one of the highlights of his followers. They want to know what this one random fact is going to be, and they don't want to miss jumping on at the very beginning of the call or of the podcast to hear that. They want to hear that. Um, and it's just re- relate to people. That's what I would say. Build engagement and relate to people. I find that very, very interesting. Um, so it's the, the, there's an old expression from old Hollywood. You might've had, um, you know, you might've had people that were famous for being on stage, but the star was born when we got the close-up when the camel was around and we could get the close-up and you could see into their eyes because you felt yeah. that personal connection. That was when the star, the star of the silver screen, the star was born. Um, and it seems to be very much the same in social media today. It's really about that connection you can have with people. Well, Instagram this week rolled out Instagram stories, right? Um, and I had a follower of mine post, sometimes I just go through and like binge watch Snapchat and she was giving a review about what she noticed. Instagram stories is very similar to Snapchat. Well, she said, you know, I didn't, I follow a lot of strangers on Instagram and now that I'm seeing their stories, I really don't like their personalities and I kind of want to unfollow them. So there's this point in Instagram where people post beautiful pictures, but we don't necessarily want to hear what they have to say. They're strangers to us. We really just liked, it, liked the content that they were posting. But then when it comes to them actually speaking, we don't really see eye to eye with them. It's a very vulnerable state, but at the same time, it weeds out the people that aren't your target audience, right? And then you're able to engage with people that really truly are interested in what you're doing, and which is where... The magic happens, right? 
Okay. I Now, I can see that. I'm, I'm a big believer in everyone's your target audience. They just don't know it yet. But I sell movies and I'm trying to get everyone to watch them. So, I, I actually <laughs> agree with what you're saying on, on a personal level. And I find that very interesting that you have that. And Midori is a relationship expert. She talks about relationships and I'd love to, to do a comparison. We have about four minutes till break. Midori, going off of what Sarah said, um, you're, you're great with people. That's, that's kind of your thing. That's a very layman way of putting it. But how would, you, how would you say, how do you hook someone? How do you get someone emotionally interested in you and not make that mistake that Sarah's talking about where, you know, people found you off-putting? You know, I totally agree with what, what Sarah was saying, but for me, or from a business standpoint, you talk to them. You, you understand what their issues are, at least who, you're, who, you're, um, who you want to be in your team and who you want to be following you, who you want as a friend, really. So you find out what their issues are, you understand them, and then you speak to them and offer them solutions or takeaways um, or tools to use. And... That is how you build a real tribe who, who want to be part of your, your world. So that's what I have found works best and, for me. And to, to kind of piggy off of that, there, there's just an authenticity. You know, with Instagram, where you could just post a picture or a simple video for the day, people didn't get to authentically see who you were each and every day. You jump on Snapchat and people are talking and they're sharing their hearts with you. And they're telling you the types of things they eat for breakfast. You don't see that on Instagram. But then when Instagram starts allowing you to start seeing that, you realize like, wow, okay, well, I liked the pictures they posted, but I wouldn't necessarily want to follow along with their life. And that's the difference. And I actually think that's why Snapchat is going to make it. Um, A lot of people think there's this war right now. I think Snapchat's not going to make it. I, or, uh, some people thought Snapchat wasn't going to make it, and I think they are because that's the place where people want to go and follow along with your life's journey. Instagram, unless they work really hard to modify that platform, then maybe that might be. But for now, probably not. Well, i got to say, though, um, Snapchat is also the biggest sexting platform in the world. Uh, I found this out yesterday. That's why Sarah likes it. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. <laughs> it is. It's, it's the biggest sexting platform in the world. Apparently, more pictures, more naked pictures are sent across uh, Snapchat than have ever been sent any way ever. So well, I, now I I'm going to have a bunch of men following me on Snapchat after this. Um, this <laughs> Everyone go find Sarah Moore on Snapchat. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, yes, no, no, working on it right now. Paul's okay. <laughs> Paul's heading up straight right right now. All right, we have <laughs> one minute till break. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with Sarah and Midori, and of course Paul Michael Bolin. We are talking about a little bit about how to get famous, a little bit how, about how to get known, a little bit about love, a little bit about life, and we are talking about Moxie Five. We will be right back after this. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. What voice guides your sexual needs and desires, yours or others? 
the sexual voice with host Jessica Ford is the show to lead you to a happier, healthier, and more fruitful sexual self. Let Jessica help you find your own unique voice to express sexual feelings, gain confidence, and to appreciate your own needs and desires. Listen live every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. There is a sexual voice inside of everyone. Come discover yours. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day guys, welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with Sarah and Midori of the Sarah and Midori Show. Also, they're going to be hosting a show along with me and a couple of other people. Um, I believe one of the people is the wonderful Dr. Mary Wingo that we had on this show last week that you all loved so much. It's called Moxie Number 5. Now, I keep calling it the Moxie 5 because in my head I'm thinking Foxy 5, but it's called Moxie Number 5. It's really interesting. It's a brand new platform, uh, or not a brand new platform, but it's a brand new film platform or television platform. And what I mean by that is we are creating a new way to go about your distribution, and I'm excited to tell you all about it, but I don't want to get ripped off, so I'm not going to tell you yet. This week, we are talking on the show about how to use your social media platforms to create relationships and expand your business, expand your name. For you aspiring actors and models out there, remember when we say business, you are your business. So you have got to start roping these people in, reeling these people in, and making sure everyone loves you. That's just the joy of it. Um, I, I know the importance of hashtags. One of the hashtags everyone uses with me is Hollywood bad guy. Um, I liked it better when they called me the Duchess of Hollywood, but now apparently I'm the Hollywood bad guy, which is fine. I don't mind. I'm, I'm, used, I'm used to this kind of abuse. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm used to it. But I'm going to ask you ladies, by putting those hands together, by saying, um, you know, Midori, you're a relationship expert. Can you tell us a little about yourself, please? Oh, Sure. So I help couples and individuals re-energize their relationships and their lives. And so what I really focus on is helping them change their mindset, get the mindset that allows them to achieve amazing goals and create the life that they really want. And I call it thriving and just developing this thriving lifestyle. And that, that is what I am all about. But really the main part of it is helping them shift their mindset so it becomes who they are. It becomes their lifestyle. It's not just like a diet where you just change for a little bit. You you put a Band-Aid on the relationship until it blows up again. It's more of a permanent change. 
And so that is what that is what I'm all about. So do you mean changing your neuro pathways, changing your behavioral patterns so that you can create a permanent change versus slapping a Band-Aid on, going on a date and saying we're all better now? Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. Really creating new habits. You know, all of us have these habits from when we we're younger and things that we learned from our own parents or whoever. And it's just changing that, changing that pattern and um, and really kind of, it's, it's almost like magic. It's the coolest thing. And the more that I learn about, it's called neuroscience, um, neuroplasticity. It is amazing the control that you can have and get to that subconscious level and where it really changes who you are and allows you to become who you want to be. Now, what advice for people that want to change a habit? Let, let's go, I want to exercise. I, I never mm-hmm. exercise. I never do this. How do you get that in your head? I mean, how do you, or I don't want to yell at my partner or anything else. What's step one? I mean, how do you get, get yourself to a point where you're like, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. How do you change, how do you change that brain pattern, that habit? Yeah, there's a lot of things you can do, but really it comes to three steps. And there's a book that's awesome about this and it really sets it straight um, called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. But there's three steps. There's one that's a cue. So maybe um, you overeat when you are stressed out. So that's your cue. Every time you get stressed out, your, pa- your habit, your routine is to go overeat or go eat ice cream. So then that is number two. That's your routine. And then your third thing is the reward. The reward is that you're, you temporarily feel good. You got that euphoric feeling, although later you're going to feel horrendous. But that's, that's the pattern. So where you want to change it is when you feel stressed, what are you going to do? You're going to go exercise because that's going to relieve that. And then you're going to have that endorphin high. So that is your, um, that's your reward is that endorphin high or, or that thing or fitting better into your clothes and feeling sexier and hotter. That's your reward. So that's kind of how that pattern works to make it really, really simple for you. How do you, then how do you get your ass up when you don't want to? I mean, you, you hear the, the expression, um, you don't actually have to want to, you just have to want to want to. What about the people that just want to want to? You're exhausted, you don't want, want to do it. You have to do, there's, there's so many different steps that you can do. There's things such as um, writing out your affirmations. So maybe you have always been a couch potato. All your life you've been a couch potato, but now you want to be a person who's seen as athletic and in great shape. So you can do things like writing out, physically writing out your affirmation, and then I always say post it on your mirror where you brush your teeth in the morning and at night, and you just repeat it. So you look at your affirmation, so you say, I am super healthy because I run three miles a day. That's a positive affirmation. It could be as simple as you want, but you keep repeating it in your head. So you say it at least twice a day. You say it out loud. You look at yourself in the mirror. You use lots and lots of action with your hands and your facial expressions. And it does something in your brain that causes you to start believing it and start living it. Usually they say a habit takes 21 days. I usually say go for it for 30 days, but you'll start to see that you're taking steps to change your, your routine and your habits to become the way that you want to be. That makes sense. It works. It's, it's amazing once you, but you have to be committed to it. You can't just go write it down and because you wrote it down, it's going to happen. You You have to do it. You got to do the work behind it, but it does start changing your mental um, patterns, and it's 
it's phenomenal what can happen. So it's really, it's, it's repeating those affirmations, deciding who you want to be and telling yourself not that I will be, but that I am. It's yes. the I am. It's in the present tense. It's, yeah, you always say it in the present tense. You don't use any negative words. You don't say, um, I, I am now super athletic because I am sick of being a couch potato. Because there's a negative in there. So you only say positive words. It's just something that your brain does. Um, and it's, it works. I like that. That's really interesting. Yeah. Now, I'm going to mm-hmm. ask you, I'm going to put this with you and Sarah. How do you translate these relationships that you create? Or how do you create a relationship with an audience as opposed to an individual person? Where's the magic tip here? I mean, Sarah has the audience reach. If you two put your heads together, I just, I just want to make this magic happen here. Put your, tell me, between the two of you, how would you create a relationship with an audience as opposed to a person? Okay, well, let me, let me start first, okay? So, first of all, I get my panties in a wad about all kinds of things. And I go to Midori, and Midori is just zen. And it's almost like she's sitting there with her cactus next to her, and she is got lavender, you know, in the room, and she's like, well, Sarah. And then she walks, walks me through this zen process of overcoming the thing that's made me get my panties in a lot. And there's just something about about me and Midori were meant to meet each other. I, I don't know. It was just like the stars aligned and we met and we were just good for each other. Um, and we, I sound like you were in a relationship or something and we kind of are in this, you know, world of, of uh, entertainment. We're, we're in an entertainment relationship. If that's ever a thing, I guess it is now. It, but, it's, oh, believe me, I have an assistant. It's a thing. It's a thing, okay. Well, we're in one now, Midori, whether you want to be in it or not. Um, we are going to be Facebook official after this. Um, uh, yeah, I, I believe it's something around that. I mean, do you, what do you think, Midori? I mean, the way that we have our audience and how they relate to us, does it have something to do with that? Uh, yeah, you know, it's so funny that you said that because I think when Sarah and I came together to do the show, it just all happens so organically, we just met each other and we just wanted to do something together. And so Sarah called me up one day and said, hey, Midori, I'm thinking of doing a show. You want to come do it with me? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And so we just started the show and I don't think we really thought about who we're going to connect with or who our audience is in the very beginning. We just got out there. We just did it. Just simply for me, both of us have our own business, so it wasn't something that we were really relying on, but just something to have fun with and to stay connected and to have more time to visit and do what we loved, which was hanging out. And I think it was that simple. I don't think that there was much thought put into it as far as, you know, how are we going to connect with these people? We just we just went out and we acted ourselves, and um, I don't know. We just have this chemistry, and... It just works. It just works. That's the way I feel about it. Now, and that makes sense. Well, how do you guys connect with an audience? I think it's well, our personalities. People just either like us or maybe, <laughs> maybe they don't. But mm-hmm. uh, just like Sarah's been talking about this whole time is when you see someone behind the camera or especially live streaming, you see who they are. And you either like them or you don't like them. And... 
I think that's really what, what it comes down to. Don't you think, Sarah? Yeah, I think that um, we want to connect and know about people as much as they want to connect and know about us. And every person that is with us today and started with us at the beginning, we know them by name. We know how to find them on Snapchat, on Instagram. We talk to them through our Facebook. And we have real relationships with these people. We're not just, you know, a figure, a public figure and and all these things that come with the entertainment world. We are building real relationships with people. And, I mean, to be honest, I love these people. I would probably give my life for a lot of them. And they're the reason why we get where we are. One of my friends just posted on Facebook that he just got Twitter verified. He's a verified Twitter page. And what that meant to him. And my response was, don't forget who helped you get there. Because nobody gets there without the people behind them. Absolutely. And I just, I just spent 10, um, or I'm not, not 10, I just spent probably two hours or more yesterday alone with a company helping them be nominated for an award. Did I have time to do that? Absolutely not. But it was a priority for me. So I moved the world to make it happen because I believe in helping other people achieve and reach their dreams and their visions. And that's when you begin to soar as, a, uh, as an entity or, or whatever you're chasing. And that's, I feel like, that's how we do and that's how we build relationships. Uh, and it just works because it's sincere too, you know. I think sincerity is something that people miss and I think it's something that when I said they created the close-up, it was the sincere emotion that people Mm -hmm. loved. So it's really important, that sincerity, and something people miss on uh, social media, I think, as well, is honesty. Honesty is so freaking important, people. You've got to be honest because people have to know you and they can Google this stuff. They can find you now. It, it really is an important thing. We yeah. have about two minutes to break. I'm going to talk to you two when we come back and I'm going to ask Midori, I'd love you to give the people like me um, some advice on how to balance love and life and career. I know Sarah's in the same boat. She doesn't really, she doesn't have a significant other. I can't balance Jack. And I know Paul's always working. So if you could, uh, you know, help a brother out and, and yeah. let us know, I mean, how do we balance this for, for the workaholics and for the actors and actresses? And on a very personal note, um, I had a very negative encounter with the stalker um, about eight weeks ago, six or eight weeks ago. Um, and in, in my job, I do get some very, very strange, strange people. How do I balance that in my relationship and stop that from being a threat? So we're going to talk about that when we come back. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with Sarah and Midori, the gorgeous ladies from Moxie Number no. 5 and Paul Michael Bolan. When we come back, we're going to talk a little about love, life, some upcoming shows and a whole bunch of Hollywood. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. 
but we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Where are you getting your advice on buying, selling, or maintaining your most important asset, your home? Is it from a reality show on cable TV, a comparison website, or are you just flying by the seat of your pants and gut instinct? Stop now before you make another move. Tune into Real Real Estate Today with host and realtor Deb Tomorrow. You can't afford to play guesswork when it comes to your new or existing home. Listen every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day guys, welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. I want to give a quick shout out to Scott Haskin for the beautiful music you guys hear before the show. Um, It's my epic movie music. It was done by Scott Haskin, who's one of my favorite composers and one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. Um, I hope you're all doing wonderful out there. We are going to talk a little bit about how to balance love and life uh, from a lady that does it all, the amazing Midori. Now, Midori, I'm going to ask you real quick, um, Paul, how's your love life going? Non-existent. Okay. So someone like Paul that works all the time or someone like me that has crazy stalkers, which, which really does put a damper on relationships, believe yeah, you me. Um, yeah. How, how is this stalker happening? What is, what is this? Oh, I'll tell you all about that off air. Um, Fair enough. I'm, I'm going to ask you, Midori, how do you balance it? You know... I get this question all the time, and I don't know that it is about balancing. I don't know that it's always possible to balance. Um, I do think that there needs to be plans, though. I think that it's super important to date. So if you are already in a relationship, it's important to make your, your partner prior, priority when you're with that partner turning off your cell phone, turning off everything else and only concentrating on them and making sure that they understand that they're number one. If you are not in a relationship, you got to really kind of evaluate if, if it is something that, you, that you're ready for at that moment. Some of us, some people just aren't. They just aren't in that right headspace at that moment to be able to commit um, and really, really develop a relationship. Um, and so you just got to kind of see where you are and be honest with yourself and how much time you can really put into it. But if you're in a relationship, you have to make sure that you do take that time to concentrate on your relationship. And when you are with your partner, really giving 100% of your attention instead of 30 or 40 or 50. Make sense? So what I'm hearing is people in Hollywood can never have relationships. 
Well, you know, I think they can. I think they can, but you just got to, there has to be an understanding. I was just talking with um, my friend, her name's Shalini, and she is in her second marriage, and she is a busy, busy girl. But she said with the second marriage, she stated in the very beginning what her requirements are, and one of her requirements is she wants to be able to travel all the time. So if this person was willing to marry her, he had to understand that, that she loves to travel. And so that's what they do. It's just become this understanding. He's in the um, Hollywood business and she is all, she's on Dr. Phil. She's on the doctor. She's on um, Good Morning America. She's on everything. She's really, really busy. But that was their understanding coming together. So it works for them. Okay. So it's really having an understanding of what the other person's doing. Exactly. And what, what the requirements are. And if you are going to enter into this relationship, as long as you're honest from the very beginning, and sometimes things need to be adjusted as you go because life changes and people's feelings change and et cetera, but you just have to be very, very clear about what your priorities are, what your, you know, what your hard, hard um, facts are of what you want in your relationship. Well, I'm going to ask you, um, you know, in, in, in my job, something we put up is, I, like I said, I, I really do have a few crazy stalkers and things like that. And it's very difficult to turn around to someone and go, you know, you're going to have to deal with the fact that I have guys send me nude pictures. I have people trying to sleep with me. I've, I've had, I had a guy, it was fantastic. He was like five foot two, 370 pounds. Um, and he offered to sleep with me if I'd give him a partner show. So, I mean, I come up oh. with some weird, yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting. Alexis oh. couldn't stop laughing. That's she was very helpful in that sales. situation. Yeah, that's just bad salesmanship on his part. <laughs> I'm like, mate, we've got to, got to watch what you're selling here. Um, it was actually pretty hilarious if you were there. <laughs> yeah, Alexis laughed. Um, but, I mean, I come up against some weird stuff. So, how do you balance that? I mean, how do you turn around to someone you're potentially dating and go, well, um, my inbox was full of pictures of men's penises, I have women sending me pictures of their vaginas. Would you like to see? Like, what, how do you balance that? Like, yeah. I get naked pictures. Okay, Paul wants those. But I get, I get naked pictures from people all the time. I have people, random people that think they know you from, you know, from here or from there or from, you know, wherever they've seen you. They think they genuinely know you. Um, and so even dating for me is kind of hush-hush. Nobody knows really who I'm dating, when I'm dating, because I try and keep that... Um, aside, especially because I do date a lot with m- in my own industry, so some of these people are really well known, and so privacy and quiet is a really a, a big deal. But it's not just me that has stalkers; it's them too. So this is like an ongoing thing we have to deal with. How in God's name are we supposed to make a normal relationship out of that? You know, you're in a unique industry. I'm not going to lie. You are definitely in a unique industry. And I've talked to a lot of people who deal with um, celebrities and, you know, professional athletes, et cetera. And so you have some different issues that you're dealing with versus most in society. However, I think it will require a lot of honesty and openness and confidence, I think whoever is going to be with someone like you or someone similar, they have to be confident and they have to be able to see it clearly and they have to be able to communicate for sure. You can't just let those things. If I start, if I, if I'm looking at my husband's phone or my boyfriend or whoever it is, and I see all these naked pictures, 
I have to be able to go to him and say, okay, what, what's up? What's up with this? And, and start that communication and be open to listening until there's a reason for me not to believe him um, where he really incriminates himself. So I think that's kind of the, the best way to handle it is really just having that open communication, listening, and, um, and being honest. I like that. That, that's actually, that's a really good answer. I have a write-in here. Um, she doesn't want me to say her name. Um, and no, this time it's not Alexis. Usually Alexis covertly writes in, but this is actually not Alexis this time. This is a woman um, who's writing in and said, how do you get past a history of infidelity? I'm going to be honest. I, uh, my husband and I, we've been together for almost 30 years. And so we started dating when we were 18. And we went through that. We went through that when he was younger. He, he did cheat. And it was really, really, really difficult. Um, so it just takes time. It has, both partners have to be 100% committed. And they have to be honest. And you have to have that communication. And you have to work together. You have to have certain things that you talk about that you're going to do as a couple to make sure that you are reaching benchmarks. So... Uh, maybe it's dating every Friday, and maybe if something bothered you, such as your partner was always looking at the opposite sex, they stopped doing that for a while um, or forever to a certain degree, and there just has to be a lot of communication, but number one, both partners have to be 100% committed for it to ever work, and it just takes time. It just really, really takes time and it has to take a lot of desire to make it work. Um, I have it can. Another... It absolutely okay. can work. But it takes desire, it takes trust, and it takes effort. Now, do you think mm-hmm. it's a one strike, like you get one chance, and then if it happens again, assume it's a pattern? I think it depends on the situation. If you've been with the partner for a long time, I deal with a lot of couples who've been married for a while or been been partners for you know, years and have kids. So there's things that happen. It might be that maybe they're going through a midlife crisis and I'm not giving excuses at all because I think um, you have to deal with it before it becomes a big, before it becomes a problem. But, you know, if, if you've been together and you've had a good relationship for a number of years and then someone happens to stray, that's one issue. But if you are dating and the person that you're dating is, you know, is sleeping around and has a history of sleeping around. Maybe only one, maybe they only cheat on you once, but their track record shows that they have a problem and you really need to think twice about that relationship, I believe. Okay. So what I'm hearing is dump their ass if they have a history of cheating and then cheat on you. But that's just, I'm, I'm kidding. I, I get what you're saying. I'm teasing. Yeah, I think you just, you know, what are you going to put up with? And um, if you do put up with it in the very beginning, it could be, if they have a track record of it, um, you know, you just got to kind of really think about it honestly. I think that's really good advice. Um, I have another question here. And yes, this one is from Alexis. She secretly is writing in. Um, can BDSM relationships work long term? Well, we have about two minutes to break, so thank you, well, Alexis, for the question. question. <laughs> that's a great question. I think you can probably answer that question even more. Um, you know, okay, so here's one thing that I have seen. I've seen couples who've been together for a while, and their sex life gets a little boring. 
And maybe they've had these fantasies for a while, uh, BDSM or swinging or whatever it is, something that's not in the norm. And so I, hang on, I, have I told you it work. wasn't normal, Alexis. So I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think it can work. I think it just depends on who the people are and what the reason is for coming into that type of relationship. What if they started off that way, if it was started as a sexual relationship? Do you think a BDSM sexual relationship can move into a normal relationship? Why not? I think why not? See, Alexis, Um, you you have a chance. Yeah. All right. I I like that. Thank you. Um, What about open (laughs) relationships? She's she's sitting here in the background. I apologize to the people online who are now being ignored in favor of Alexis. When we come back, we have one minute till break. I promise I'll answer your questions. Um, Alexis's final question she gets for the show is, what about an open relationship? Oh, we've talked about this on the Moxie show, haven't we? Mm -hmm. Um, It's been my experience that an open relationship can invite a lot of problems might start off as something kind of fun and exciting and sexy, but through all the studies that I've read and all the couples that I've seen, when it starts to become a pattern of something that's going on, you know, ongoing, people's feelings start, start yeah. getting hurt and I, the trust level starts to falter. Maybe someone falls more in love than they anticipated. I haven't seen it work for most couples. Okay, See, and, that's, and that's actually very sage advice. On that note, we're going to go to break. Alexis, just stick to secretly cheating. That's the best way. I'm all joking. <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's the other thing she goes to. But no, um, so BDSM can work. Alexis, it looks like you're out of luck for your open relationships. We are not discussing your parameters of what a relationship is. We are going to break. When we come back, we'll be talking a little more about love, a little bit a little bit more about life. And we're going to be talking to Midori about some of the questions we have online. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with Midori Verte. Did I say it right this time? Close. Closer. I'm getting closer. And Paul Michael <laughs> Bolin. I'm Summer Helene. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Tune in every week for Sex Out Loud. Host Tristan Taramino will discuss everything from sexual pleasure to sexual politics. Get an insider's perspective from leaders in the adult film industry, the LGBT community, and the sex-positive world. From kink to non-monogamy, nothing is off-limits. Plus, you can call in to join the conversation. Sex Out Loud airs every Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. 
VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. Guys, a couple of things before we move back into the show and I answer your questions. Um, there is a Facebook, a, a GoFundMe page online for the memorial services um, of a really amazing man. His name was Kevin. Uh, you guys know Dow. He's, he's my hairdresser. He does me for the red carpets and all of that. He's come on the show and given everyone advice on how to get red carpet ready and look fantastic. He just lost his husband. Um, his husband's name is Kevin. There is a Love Lost Memorial Fund on GoFundMe. Even if you can't send a dollar, please send a note. Um, the story is up there. It was just a really tragic, unexpected, really, really tragic and very unexpected. It's really heartbreaking. So please, it's called the Love Lost Memorial Fund. Um, have a look if you can. And just send a note and even just tell him that, that we're out there thinking of him because he really can use that right now. From that depressing note, I, I want to jump over and say thank you to Smashbox for my beautiful makeup. Um, I'm giving away rides at Off-Road Rentals in Palm Springs, California. So if you want an ATV ride, jump on and tell us what advice did Midori give Alexis about a long-term BDSM relationship? Can it work or not? Um, just answer that question and you can win some ATV rides in Palm Springs, California. I'm jumping over to questions that do not belong to Alexis and this is an interesting one. Um, Alexis, stop swinging your arms around. You're done for this show. You can, you can talk to Midori after the show. Um, one of the questions I have in front of me and I've, I've been asked not to say this, I'm supporting my boyfriend. I know he's unfaithful. I want to be with him because I don't want to be alone. What do I do? Supporting in what way? What way are you supporting him, honey? Right back. Yeah, financially. I, I think she means financially. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a stab in the dark. And Paul's like, I'm not answering this. Did she say he's being unfaithful? What was it again that she said he's he was being, doing? He's being unfaithful. She's supporting him financially, and she's okay. with him because she doesn't want to be alone. Oh, gosh. Okay. I've seen this many, many times as well. And I don't know what her name is, but you got to think. She asked me not to say it, but let's call her Hollywood, California, because that's where she's writing in from. We'll call her HC for short. Okay. Okay, So HC, HC, what I would say is you got to think, if you keep doing this, what's your life going to be like five years from now, 10 years from now, once you have kids? What's it going to look like? What's your confidence going to be like? How are you going to feel about yourself if you are allowing this person to do whatever he wants and you're not sticking up for yourself? What that's called is called a doormat. Doormatism. I think maybe I made that word up. But so whether you are just sitting back and allowing someone to dominate a relationship, whether you're sitting back and you're allowing them to cheat on you, um, or to steal from you or whatever, you're not speaking up. You're not standing your ground. I'm not saying that you two can't work it out and stay together. What I am saying is you have to stick up for yourself 
so that you have self-confidence and that you feel good about yourself. Because as long as you are supporting him and you're turning your head and you're allowing it to happen, you're never going to be truly happy with your own self. So that's what I have to, that would be my advice to you. I think that's really good advice. Um, I have a bunch of people writing and I have a lot of things. Um, One of the questions everyone asked is, I, I have a lady that wrote in and said, Summer, ask a question about your love life. I don't really have much of a love life, but okay. Um, uh, I I will ask you this. Sexually, I am entirely a partner pleaser. I do whatever pleases my partner, period. Um, That's that's literally my interest in sex. That's my interest in relationships. I'm a partner pleaser with no boundaries. Do you think that's a bad thing? Well, do you enjoy it? I, like I said, I'm just a partner pleaser. I just want to make my partner happy. But when you make your partner happy, is it bringing joy to you? Or are you just kind of like, I'm just along for the ride. I'm just here. Some, uh, sometimes a little of A, sometimes a little of B. Okay. I think whatever it is that you're doing with your partner, whatever you're doing for, your, you know, whether it's for him, whether it's for you, it has to be something that's mutually beneficial. So, you know, a lot of couples, and I do promote this, that, you know, to make a relationship a long-term relationship, doing certain benefits. So, such as if I say to my husband, hey, if you go to the store and get me some tampons, I might make you happy later on. That's okay. That's okay because that's mutually beneficial. Get it? But if you are always doing whatever it is to please your partner, but it's not bringing you pleasure as well or he's not doing stuff for you, I don't know that that is the healthiest way to approach a sex life. Does that answer your question? I I think so. I just had people writing in saying they wanted to know something about my love life and sex life, so I I gave them one. Um, We have four minutes till close, so I'm going to ask my own question. Um, How do we find Paul a girlfriend? He's not looking. He's not trying to find one, but he is somebody who is amazing, and he would make a fantastic boyfriend. How do you um, how do we how do you find that that time and find that for someone like Paul who is really wrapped up in work and has a lot going on, um, you know, physically and emotionally, just like a lot going on. How how does he find the time or open himself up to that? Sorry, Paul, well, throwing Paul, you under you- the bus. No, 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 go ahead. <laughs> You're- you're in now, Paul. Okay, so do you want a girlfriend? I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't think I'm ready. <laughs> you know, there are people like that. There are people who um, who maybe want companionship now and then, and that's okay because there's other women who probably feel exactly the same as you where they're very professional and they're on this path of success and that's what their priority is, and that's okay. So maybe there's someone like that for you who you're not ready to totally commit emotionally, but you would like someone who you can call and have a booty call. As long as you're mutually agreeing on it, that's okay. And if later on it develops into something more, then that's that's like the the cream, right? So um, I I don't know that you... I gotta say that answers the question from the lady in Akron. I don't know where Akron is, but she's from Akron, who wanted Ohio. to know Ohio. if if, if uh, booty calls could turn into relationships. So yes, apparently they can. 
Uh, yeah, I think. I think it depends. I think it depends. I think um, you, you got to, if it's a booty call, you got to know it's a booty call. And in general, if someone's giving you a booty call, it's because that's all they want. Um, but Paul, you're a guy. I have seen it the other way too, where um, maybe they want a quick hookup, but then it develops into something later. But in general, I think if you want a long-term relationship, starting with a booty call is probably not the best place to start. Well, well damn. We- Lexus is screwed. Okay. <laughs> we have about two minutes left of the show. Um, guys, if you want to hear more from Sarah and from Midori, we have a great show coming out. It's called Moxie Number no. 5. I'd love you guys to come and listen. Uh, we're talking about, you know, li- life takes moxie. You've got to have, have some balls and kick some ass. Um, there's a great quote from Betty White, and this is kind of a guys versus girls thing. And she said, I don't know why they always tell you to grow some balls. You should tell someone to grow a vagina. Those things can take a pounding. That is actually a direct quote from Betty White. And that woman has more moxie than anyone I know. She was a first female producer in Hollywood. That woman is tough. That's what we're talking about. That's what the show's about. We are going to be talking about how to succeed, how to win, and why you've got to have moxie. I want to say thank you, Midori, for being on the show. I look forward to working with you on moxie number five. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And it's such a fun ride. So I hope everyone comes along just to kind of see what happens because Sarah and I have absolutely no idea. We have no (laughs) idea where this is all going. We're just along for the ride. I think think it's going to be a blast. Thank you, for Paul, we, as always, for being on today. Where can we today. find Moxie number five? Um, it's actually, we ha- we're not telling anyone the platform yet. It's really secret. We're kind of doing this this hush-hush thing, and then we're going to go, boom. I promise we will announce it here. Okay? okay. I promise we will announce where it here. Where can they find it, not what it is? No, oh, what it is. We'll oh, jump on Facebook. Five. Jump on Facebook. You can hear all about it. It's called Moxie number five. We're not telling you the platform it's coming from. Everything is kind of hush-hush and secret right now. But I promise you will be the first audience to know, at least the first audience that I tell. We are going to be back next week. I'm Summer Helene. We had Sarah and Midori from Moxie Number no. 5. And, of course, Paul Michael Boland. This was Behind the Scenes. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.